You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Kimberly Whitecamp. And I'm Bobby Lind. And on each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. And in today's episode, we break down part one of the six different types of leads that you can use to start any sales message. But before we get into that, Kimberly has something that she wants to um, inform me about. All right, Bobby. So I have a question for you. Uh, Have you ever heard the phrase, raining cats and dogs? Yes. Yes, I have. Do you know why that's a popular phrase? My, my initial guess is because someone was cleaning out their apartment and let the, let the animals go, although that is not PETA approved. <laughs> <laughs> not PETA approved, that's great. Okay, so really, back in the Middle Ages, uh, when people had thatched roofs, they would also have kind of like an attic area, and it was the warmest area in the house. Uh, but it was also a way to essentially warm the house. They would keep cats and dogs in the roof area, to warm the house with the body heat. And when it rained so bad that the water, yeah, well, it was like a loft, right? Like think of a okay. barn, you have the area in the top, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and when it rained so horribly that the water came through the roof, the cats and dogs would fall off the roof. So it would be literally raining cats and dogs. I, like my, my science brain can't handle this because warm air rises. So why would you put the heat, I mean, like, why would you put the heat generators at the top of the house if warm air rises? Yes, warm air rises, but it's more like having more bodies in the house than anything else. And, you know, instead of having them out in the outdoors, you'd have them inside and their household pets. And- I mean, I can, I mean, I can totally see that. Like you want to bring in your, your animals and, and your people and that, that I can see, but I don't, I mean, like my science brain is trying to figure out why you would put them in the loft. But that being said, <laughs> that's a really interesting, you know, that's really interesting. I mean, like, what do you do? Walk around with an umbrella in your house so that the cats and dogs, as they're coming around, don't fall on your head. <laughs> I mean, like, like my, my, there's so many things that I'm like, this really interesting and intriguing. And I absolutely want to know more about that. Well, you know, I got this really great email like 20 years ago, back in the early days of email, quite honestly, uh, with all these fun history factoids. And it gave you like the history about raining cats and dogs and chewing the fat and bringing home the bacon. And I just found them really all fascinating because I love history and uh, learning about those kinds of things. But, you know, fun factoid, right? Fun fact. <laughs> This is where reading cats and dogs comes from. Yes. Fun fact. Um, which, uh, you know, and actually as interesting as that is, is going to kind of bring us into the, the, the first part of our two-part series here as we get talking into great leads. Because when you can give somebody this, you know, whether it's a fact or even if it's astronomical or even our understanding where something comes from, you can capture people's attention. And they're like, I want to know more. You bring them in. And then you can turn that into, you know, I mean, that would be a great lead for weather gear, you know, or any outdoors, you know, be prepared for, you know, the raining of cats and dogs and all sorts of stuff like that. And you can turn that into a product and a sales message because you've captured my interest and I didn't even know that I needed whatever it is that you might be leading towards. Or, you know, replacing your roof or why thatch roofs aren't a good idea or how oh, to better seal the, the stuff on your house. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could use it for. But that falls into one of the categories of how you 
meet people who are, it's more of an indirect lead is what we're Absolutely talking about is. today. And the indirect leads are for people who are less aware. So in a previous episode, we talked about the different stages of awareness uh, for your audience and, you know, uh, how basically people go through this spectrum of where they are, what they know about you, what they know about your product, what they know about your solution and where they are in that spectrum. So today we're going to be covering indirect leads. And Bobby mentioned uh, a book um, that we're talking about, which is Great Leads by by Michael Masterson and John Ford. Yeah, Michael yeah. Masterson and John Ford. I Pen names, it always confuses me. So Great Leads by Michael Masterson and John Ford. And in our show notes, we're going to have a link for you to figure out uh, where you can buy that because it's an awesome, awesome book and recommend for anyone who's writing copy of any kind. And, you know, there's a, there's a great section where you get a little summary. And that's kind of what we're going to go with. So, Bobby, what is the first type of indirect lead? All right. Our first type of indirect lead are story leads. And I'm going to read directly from the book, this this little blurb, and then we'll go in and talk about it a little bit more. So the story lead. This may be not only the most indirect way to open a sales letter, but also one of the most consistently powerful. Everyone loves a story. What's more, stories can engage readers who don't know you or the product well, or who might flinch at a more direct, unbelievable claim. Testimonials, guru bios, historical proof, or track record all yield story leads. Just make sure to tell the story quickly and keep it in context of the bigger promise or core idea of the promotion. All right. Yeah. We all love a good story, right? Uh, Like here's a story for you. Uh, Have you ever walked into a store, like a grocery store with a really small list and walked out with extra items on a recent trip to the grocery store? I, uh, you know, I had a really small list. It was a very strange list, right? I needed meat, rice, and chocolate-covered almonds. Um, I know, it's a very uh, unique blend. Uh, yes. And I wanted to grab my items really fast, right? So I, I had a good book waiting for me at home, and I wanted to buy them really fast. But as I was wandering around the grocery store, what you'll find is a lot of grocery stores have these areas with free tastes, right? They have little, little tasting set, uh, stations. Yes. And one of them was this interesting snack mix. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of this. It's supposed to be a, a healthier snack mix. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and taste it. And after a little taste, it was so amazing. I not only bought one, I bought two and increased my cart value by over 30%. Interesting. Yes. So would you like to know how you can increase your cart value over 30%, Bobby? <laughs> Ah, yes. Yes. Good way to tie your story into whatever it is that you're selling. Exactly. Yeah. Story, I mean, story leads can come from anything, you know? I mean, I've, I've written about staring in the mirror and to turn that into, you know, a, a jewelry product. I've talked about, you know, uh, actually another one for an, uh, the jewelry product as well as I've talked about, you know, going out on date night and those types of things. I mean, the more that you bring story into something, you capture people's attention. And the beautiful thing about that is our entire history started as story. And that's how we pass information on to people, you know, whether it's parables or, you know, metaphors, all of these different types of things. There are different ways to bring story in to teach us something and or to move us towards an action. And it's very, you know, it's a great way to catch a broad audience who may not even understand that there is a problem and 
lack for, for lack. I mean, I don't want to go, um, I don't want to go religious, but the Bible is one massive story that's bringing people into awareness that they from a problem they were even unaware that at the time that they had and continues to do so day in and day out. And so it's just one example of using story to bring people from, they don't know that there's a problem into the fact that there is a problem. Exactly. And it's one of the most popular leads because uh, a good story brings everyone in. But also, if you do it right, you can put your audience into the story, right? Your audience, if your audience can relate to the person who's in the story, like I talked about grocery shopping. We've all been there. You know, we've got a list. We want to get in. We want to get out. But you know what? We end up with a couple more extra items in our cart. And here's how that happens. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, when you can bring your audience, bring your reader into the story, even without using the phrase you, you know, if you can bring them in, make them relate to the character, it's a great way to kind of bring them to that next stage to be like, okay, you know what? I need to know more. I want to learn more about the story and to get them to keep on reading. Yeah. In fact, one of our past, uh, you know, in one of our past episodes, we talked about I copy versus you copy. Exactly. this is a great, you know, story leads are amazing for that. And you can use story leads in, in every individual, um, you know, stage of awareness that we talked about previously, but, um, you know, talking about the problem, it was my problem. Here's where I was. And, you know, take them through that story, or you can say, you know, you may have experienced this X, Y, and Z. And so, I mean, it's just, it is probably one of my favorite ways to start in any, in any stage of awareness is with a good story, but it really works for even those people that are in that unaware stage. And it is actually one of the only things that I find works for people that are truly unaware that, that you even exist or that they have the problem. Exactly. All right. So we've got our unaware stage covered. What is the next lead that we're going to be talking about? So the next type of lead is the proclamation lead and reading directly from our book again, decidedly indirect. A proclamation lead seeks to jar the unaware reader out of his seat, maybe with a factoid that's just incredible. Factoids. We've talked about factoids. We started (laughs) with that. You know, maybe with a shocking future forecast or prediction, or maybe with a bold statement. The goal is to disarm the prospect for just long enough to work your way back to the product and your pitch. Exactly. All right. So that's what we're talking about, right? The factoids that we open the show with about raining cats and dogs, or, uh, you know, do you know where uh, chewing the fat comes from? Uh, you know, that's intriguing. It's enough to make people stop and be like, wait, what? I, I'm intrigued. I need to know more. And then lead them on to mm-hmm. introducing the problem, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Another, another way that the proclamation lead, and it, it, it touched on it in, the, in our little blurb here, is the the future prediction. So, I mean, you can, I mean, there's a lot of doom and gloom that you can find on the internet. And some of it is along the lines of, you know, the end of the world will happen July, 2020, read more to find out. Right. <laughs> and it can go into, you know, you, that goes into stocks. It can go into survival food. It can go into, you know, why you need to have, you know, health home and auto life insurance, you know, that type of stuff. It can go into computer security systems. It can go into, yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, uh, so you may not necessarily remember this, but the Y2K, Y2K bug. Yes. Oh, oh my God, Y2K. Like that, was, that was huge. It was the whole Y2K. And 
everybody sold everything. We, oh, we yeah. like the world under was the going to come to an end. The world as we knew it was amazing. Yeah. So those are the types of proclamation leads, and all it's designed to do is just make somebody go, "Wait, what?" And um, you know, I've done this for some of my. I've, well, I've done this for like, almost all of my clients, but one in particular, his kind of like MO is gluten-free and, you know, and we did a proclamation that said, you know, the gluten-free diet is bogus. I mean, this is something that this guy preaches over and over again. And it was one of the highest opening email subject lines from him ever because it was a pro you're like, somebody's like, wait a minute, but you've been preaching this. What do you mean it's bogus? And we, you know, tied that into, you know, the products that he was offering, but it's okay to go counter to something that you've done as long as you can bring it all back in. And there's many different ways that you can have to use the proclamation lead. And proclamation leads, again, it can work in all stages. It's very effective in people that are unaware or maybe even problem aware. That's where it seems to be the most effective. Yeah. And uh, just to, to add on to that a little bit, you know, going against conventional wisdom is a really powerful way to use proclamation leads. Uh, a lot of people, you know, gluten-free is bogus, or you can increase direct bookings by more than 50% in 30 days. I mean, people are like, wait, what? That's that's an insane number. How can that be possible? Mm-hmm. Or just simply stating, uh, double your bank account. In, yeah, and in in, your- increase card order value. You know, but we're getting more and more into the different, the, the actually – um, when you start going down some of those paths, you get into a different type of lead, which we'll talk about Absolutely, later. Absolutely, we do. Um, but, you know, so, in general, just a future prediction or mm-hmm. a fun little fact, it, it can be really powerful. And it makes people say, wait, I want to learn more, which essentially is the key to any great lead or any great headline is make people stop, make people say, okay, that's interesting. Tell me more. Exactly. All right. So moving on to our next type of lead is the big secret lead. And these are all over the internet. (laughs) Um, All right. So again, reading our blurb from our book. All right. The big secret lead, the tease of hard to come by knowledge formula or system leads the promo. The secret can either be a solution or hidden problem, or as in many financial promos, a system for getting consistently good results. Usually, you get the best mileage when ordering the product reveals the secret. There you go. So, you know, you'll see secret leads. Uh, It's really popular. Very popular right now. For basically anything, though. And it doesn't always use the phrase secret. It can be something that also is like the five keys to XYZ or uh, that kind of thing. But it's it's top five tips for removing your belly fat. I mean, how many times have you been and you you like you see those this one weird fruit melts your fat away. I mean, it's get hours at the gym. This five minute workout. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and it comes, you know, so it's it's it can either be hinting at or even very directly in your face, this idea that somebody has secret knowledge of something and they're going to share it with you by all you have to do is click here or learn more or, you know, read all of this and keep reading. And then we'll finally get into it after you've purchased the product. Yes. And, you know, secret leads, uh, again, really powerful for intrigue. Uh, once you get into a secret, though, you are kind of edging a little bit more towards the 
the problem aware or the solution aware uh, audience because they have to know there's a problem first, right? So if I'm going to say there's a secret to you forexing your ROI within 29 days on Etsy, uh, you have to know that you're wanting that, right? You have to know that you have that problem. You need to increase your ROI on Etsy, uh, for example. Uh, so that's, as you can see, you know, we're going from a little bit more indirect, a little bit less defined to a little bit more, it's more about what you're offering. And as we said before, right, these can work for other stages of awareness, but they work best at this stage of awareness. And secrets, you know, who, who doesn't want to learn secrets, right? Secrets, yes. secrets, tips, tricks, you know, the one thing that your doctor doesn't want you to know about, um, you know, all those different types of things are there. One of the things that, that make secret leads work well is giving them a taste of the answer, but then the real answer comes in whatever the product is. The problem that I've seen with people doing this is they'll talk about this major secret but then they don't tie it into anything. They don't actually deliver on the message that they brought people in. And that's the way you do it wrongly. That's a very, you know, it's a very technical term, wrongly. Um, <laughs> very technical term. Uh, you know, that's, it, it's, it's how you, I mean, that's the worst way to use the secret lead is, and, and, and it, it turns into, I mean, the technical term now is clickbait. It's all yes. I wanted to do was to get you to click and I don't deliver on my promise in any way, shape or form by answering that question. And if you tell, if you tell me that there are five weird fruits to melt belly fat, I'm okay with if you give me two in the answer and the other three I have to purchase for, that I'm, I'm much more okay with. But if you tell me there's five weird fruits to melt belly fat and then you go into here are the eight different exercises to, um, to generate uh, stamina, I have a problem because you use the clickbait to get me in, but you didn't actually deliver on the answer or even get me in the right direction with it. With it. And so that's the, only, that's the only caveat I would give about these secret, secret leads is to actually follow through and answer them and make sure that it's consistent. Absolutely. And I've also seen the opposite take place as well, where people, they use a secret lead, but then they reveal everything. You want to tie that secret into what you're selling. You want to tie it into how, whatever solution you're going to be providing. And it's okay, right? If, uh, as you were saying, you know, the five, the five fruits, it's okay if you talk about all five fruits, but then mm -hmm. you also need to relate it to, but there's two other fruits that when combined with these five do something and you can get it in yeah. Or, you know, now that you know these five fruits, buy this product to learn how to use them properly or how exactly. to integrate them into your life. There's so many different ways that you can reveal the secret and then lead into your product or service. And this does work well for services and products. I mean, yes. it, it can be physical or digital or, or time-based, you know, it, it works for everything. You just have to find the right way to bring everybody in with with that knowledge and how are you going to get them to come in and for more information. And, and that's really the proper way to use secret leads. Absolutely. So, you know, a quick summary for everyone. We have been talking about indirect leads today. And those are the ones where people aren't necessarily completely aware of what it is you're offering. These are people on the stages of awareness that we talked about in a previous episode. You know, they're unaware or they are problem aware. Good stories, fun facts, anything that makes people stop and want to learn more, that's what you need in any great lead. But each of these different types of leads can be used best uh, when talking about indirect 
they're indirect leads and they're for people in the more unaware stages. Yeah. And, and really to add on to that, the, the definition of indirect in this instance is you do not directly reference your product. So it's, it's that, you know, make it, make this, make this big secret or this weird trip tip that doctors use, or you give them the proclamation that, you know, nine out of 10 doctors choose this, or, you know, even that story lead on how you go through. But in that headline and lead, you don't actually reference your product, which is what makes it an indirect, uh, an indirect lead because your audience at that point in time doesn't even know that you exist and you will turn them off if you directly reference your product. Therefore that, I mean, in this instance, I wanted to kind of be a little bit clear what an indirect lead was. Absolutely. So thanks for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we talked about the different types of indirect leads. And tune in next time for part two of our great leads, where we talk about the more direct leads. Check out our past episodes and visit us at chattingwithcopywriters.com. If you have a topic or would like to appear on our show, please get in touch with us by filling out the contact form. And don't forget to subscribe either at chattingwithcopywriters.com or on your favorite podcast service such as iTunes or Spotify. And if you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and leave us a review.